Let's uh, read together this wonderful psalm, Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. For you have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at the heavens, the works of your fingers, moon and stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea. Whatever passes along the paths of the sea, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, this is your day. It's your word, and we're grateful, Lord, that you can speak to our hearts and, and share with us what we need this day, Lord. We are here, Lord, to exalt the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen and amen. Yes, amen. Please be seated. Anyone may want to take out that, that diagram that I gave you, a diagram that I've used again and again in my teaching, and so I'm glad to be able to share it with you. But I've entitled this message, When I Consider. In the NIV, it says, When I consider the heavens which you have made, what is man? And I want to say, what is woman? Man and woman, okay? Not just man. What is man and what is woman? that you're mindful of him and care for them. And that word consider doesn't mean just up here, just to think about these wonderful thoughts that we're going to talk about here today. Consider the name of the Lord, consider his glory, consider uh, the heavens, consider what is man, and what the voices of the infants and children are saying. It's one thing to have it up here in our mind. We have a lot of theological knowledge in this church. Our Reformed doctrine is really, really sound. But God wants us to take it from here to here. Amen. And that's what consider means. When I consider, I think what I believe about the Lord, but oh Lord, help it to go right down to my heart so that I can live it. It's kind of a goal that I've set for myself. I love the Reformed faith. But I ask myself, David, how do you live out the Reformed faith? How is it so precious in your heart that God is sovereign over all the events of this world, including the events that we're dealing with right now? <laughs> As you see, the, the newspapers and the, and the, the, the um, what's on the television news and everything else, God is something greater, greater than all of that. 
So let's first of all consider from our head to our heart the name of the Lord. How majestic is your name in all the earth when I consider your name in in verse 1. So take out your diagram that I have here and not the one that talks about love. We'll get to that, but the other one. Lord is Yahweh. We, we already, already sang the song Yahweh. Yahweh means the eternal being one. And the psalmist said not just Lord, he said, oh Lord. Do you get it? Oh Lord. Oh eternal being one. The one who was always Never had an end. Never, never, never had a beginning. The one who not only always was, but the one who always will be. The eternal being one will never come to an end. And the one who always was and always will be is the one who is right here and now. Yes, from creation to the consummation. And that word is, there should be a little dot there, okay? A little dot. Eternity past, eternity come, and right in the middle is this little dot. And it begins with the creation, and it ends with the consummation. And you see all those little dots there between creation and the consummation? That's what we call history. But really, history is his story. And his story is not about going to your going to your market and seeing the prices rise and the gas rise or lowering. That's not his story. His story is not about what's taking place down there in Florida in the the past uh, president's uh, home whether he saw this and had this or didn't. That's not his story. Yes, every one of those little dots, God is sovereign over all the events from ancient times to modern times. His story is not about what's going on in Ukraine. Wars and rumors of wars in Taiwan. That's not his story. Not about economics, about this coming election. No, that's not his story. His story is Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. His story is about this, that God has called to himself and purchased for himself by the blood of his son, some from every tribe, tribe and nation. That's his story. Has made them and us kingdoms of priests to serve God forever and ever and ever. That's his story from creation to the consummation. That's really what is in the Lord's heart. So we were singing hallelujah. Hallelujah is praise to Yah or Yahweh, the sacred and holy name of God who always was, is, and always will be. His name is, is majestic in all the earth. Listen to what the angels are saying in Isaiah chapter 6. 
Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory and majesty. That's that little diagram. I'm the Lord. But if you turn it over, you know what it says in Psalm 8? Oh, Lord, our Lord. Our Lord. Let that go from here, from Reformed thinking, down to your here in the heart today. Our Lord. For Yahweh is not just the personal and eternal name of God. It's the covenant name for God. And the covenant name for God is he's in love with us today. The one who always was is always in love with us. Let that, let that grab your heart. Let that grab your heart. God's love for you never, ever had a beginning. Think about that. Get that from here to here. That's where our Reformed doctrine begins to really shine as we think about that. God always loved me. Read Ephesians chapter 1. Verses 4 through 6. Chosen in him. When? Before the foundation of the world. Predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. Image of God. Predestined to be his adopted son and daughter. All to his glorious name. And then the one who always was in love with us. Is the one who always will be in love with us. And you read that in Romans chapter 8. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Are you feeling? You know it up here, but have you felt it in your heart today that God loves you with an everlasting love? And the one who always was in love with you and always will be in love with you is in love with you here and now. And that little diagram there... I've used that so many times. God became a man for me, for me, for you. He lived a life that we could not and would not live if we could, for me and for you. And then his love was proved by the Father when he said, the Father, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, said this, I love you. I love you. And here's the proof of my love for you. I'm sending my one and only son to die on the cross for all of your sins. You've heard me say again and again, we've had communion. We are forever forgiven. Forever forgiven. Past sins, present sins, future sins. It's all wiped out. It's all gone. It's all removed. We are forever forgiven and we are forever loved. Romans 5 8. God proved his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he died for our sins. He rose again from the grave. And you know where he is today? He's in heaven with his Father. And you know what he's doing? He is praying joyful love prayers for you this day. Jesus is praying joyful love prayers for you this day. I don't know what kind of situation you may find yourself in today. Maybe you feel loved. Maybe you don't feel loved. The last time I shared this diagram was on the Pine Ridge Reservation. 
with a ministry we started called BUILD, Biblical United Indigenous Leadership Development. The Lord helped myself and another brother. We started this in, on the Pine Ridge Reservation. And I was with my friend, my Ojibwe friend, Ryan O'Leary, and he was talking about the love of God, and I was talking about the love of God, and I put this in a whiteboard. And I was teaching this diagram. Little did we know that God brought to our meeting a woman with her son. She just came home and found her husband dead on the floor, committed suicide with drugs. And she was led by the Holy Spirit to our meeting. And she heard me and she heard Ryan talk about the eternal love of God. And she said to me and my friend Ryan, thank you, Dave. I needed that. I needed to know that God loved me when my husband was dead on the floor when I walked in with my son. I'm so glad that I came to your meeting. Then just before that, I was sharing this at the Mocha Mindy Bible College. I did this in the whiteboard, had this diagram of this love. A guy named Jonathan just got out of jail for three years. Terrible crime. But guy got a hold of his life, wiped the slate clean. And he's at the Indian Bible College studying to be a pastor right now to his own people. And he said, David, and I used to wake up with him at 6 o'clock six o'clock in the morning. We would work out downstairs at the gym and have a good time before class. And I would put this on the board for all the Native people to see. And he would go into that room and he'd look at that, that diagram and he says, oh, I'm loved. God's forgiven me. I'm loved. I'm I'm loved with an everlasting love. Why me, Lord? You may not be Jonathan, and you may not be this woman that lost her husband, but you may be here really struggling in your heart. Am I loved? Am I really loved, God? Are you really praying for me from heaven right now with joyful love prayers? Yes, he is. So, can you say with me, like the psalmist says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I don't know what your condition is today, but God brought you here to think about this wonderful Psalm, Psalm 8. When I consider the name of the Lord, eternal being one, who is always, has been always, is, will always be, and is loving with us right now, I really would encourage you to take these scriptures home with you. Men, read them to your children. You and your spouse get together and look about this. Especially this Hebrews passage, Hebrews chapter 12. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. What was the joy? What was he thinking about? He was thinking about you. He was thinking about you. 
He was thinking about that thief on the cross who said, remember me, Lord. And what did Jesus say? Today you will be with me. Where? In paradise. He was a murderer. He was a thief. And that's where he went. Paradise. <laughs> then consider the glory of the Lord. It says here, he has set his glory above the heavens. And I've been thinking about this all week long. The heavens. And Paul said, I was caught up into the third heaven. I was sharing this with my wife, Carolyn, this week. I was caught up in the heavens with the, the, the third heavens. Well, the atmosphere. Now, in a few weeks, Carolyn and I will be flying east, and we're going to be in the first heaven, <laughs> 35,000 feet. But then beyond that is the second heaven. That's the universe we're going to talk about today as well. That's the second heaven. The third heaven is paradise. It's the throne room of God. And that's where Paul was caught up to that. And here, it says here, his glory is above the heavens. How could we, like we do in Romans, or Romans chapter 1, we exchange the glory of God for ourselves. Glory of man woman oh I'm so important <laughs> in life this needs to humble us to realize consider the glory of the Lord and then also consider the voice of the children and the infants Jesus quoted this verse of scripture when he was coming into the streets of Jerusalem when the Sadducees and the Herodians and the Pharisees were against him because he was in competition, they thought he was in competition with him, They're with them. Let's get rid of him. Let's kill him. Let's get him out of the way. And he quoted this verse of scripture and says, you may hate me, but you can't stop the voice of the children and the infants that are praising me. As I've been thinking about this this week, what would the children and the infants say today in our modern world? I think this is what they may say. Why are you trying to kill and end the life of my brothers and sisters in the womb? You wouldn't dare. Biden administration, why are you making a law and the life of my brothers and sisters in the womb. You wouldn't dare end the life of a little cult in the womb or a calf in the womb, a little puppy or kitten or chicken in the womb. But you're intent on ending the lives of my brothers and sisters in the womb, you must be silenced. That's what it says here. Be silent. Now, they will be silent. There's no doubt about that. But that's the voice of the children and the infants. Then 
and now. And I could go on and talk a little bit more about that, but I want to get more positive stuff, okay? <laughs> when I consider the heavens, when I consider the heavens, yeah, that's the second heaven, yeah? We've got the atmosphere of the first heaven, but the second heaven. Let me just share a few thoughts with you about the heavens. We know there's a hundred billion galaxies in our known universe, maybe even a trillion. They got this telescope up there now that can search out into the heavens, right? A hundred billion to a trillion galaxies in the known heavens. On a summer night, if you see that white band across the sky, that's the Milky Way. That's our galaxy, all right? That galaxy is made up of 200 to 300 billion stars. At the edge of that galaxy is a medium-sized star called the sun, who gives us color, beauty, and, and heat, warmth, light, life. It's right out there. 75% of our solar system is the sun. What a gift. What a gift that God has given to us. At the outer edge of our galaxy. Now take a trip with me, okay? And when I, I share this with my students, they just, they really go wild over this thing. Now take this trip with me. Okay. We want to cross our galaxy from one end to the other. You know how long it's going to take you? Traveling by the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second, it'll take you 100,000 years. Woo! <laughs> That's quite a trip, huh? Then take a bigger trip, and I tell them, let's go to Andromeda. That's two million light years. Two million light years there and two million light years back. And then the astronomers tell us that you can take all those galaxies and put them in one place in the universe. It makes up 5% of our known universe. Everything else that's between the galaxies, between the stars, is called dark matter, dark energy. And every star is made up of hydrogen atoms. A little hydrogen atom is a nucleus and this electron, one electron floating around there somewhere. They call, the, call this quantum mechanics, okay, today. All of this, God, you look at this creation. That's the, that's the little dot there. <laughs> the beginning of the dot, creation to the consummation. That's where it all began. How did he do it? Get a hold of this in your heart. Not just up here, but in your heart. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the galaxies and dark matter and dark energy came into being <laughs> by the breath of his mouth. <laughs> I remember sharing this across the river at the BCA church at Westminster when I was filling the pulpit there before they got their new pastor. And this, this father came to me and said, you know, when you were sharing Genesis 1-1 with us, your, your message on Genesis 1-1, my son, he was, he was just so excited about the of God, the breath of God. He came home that afternoon and was walking around the house going, whoo, whoo, whoo. and then he said, to, then he said, what is that breathing pastor coming back? <laughs> <laughs> when I consider the heavens, the works of your hands, 
the sun, moon, and stars which you've ordained. What is man? What is woman? That you are mindful of him and her? Did you get that? His mind is filled with us, the one who, the universe into existence. Just a, his mind is filled with us. Not just here, down here. Get that here. <laughs> He's not just praying joyful love prayers for you. His mind is filled with you. But not only just that, he cares for us. He's not just thinking about us. It's not up here in his mind. It's down here in his heart. He cares for you and for me. He cared for that woman that just, that just lost her husband in suicide. He cared and brought her to our meeting. He cares for my friend Jonathan, which I'm going to see in, the, in next, next, next year. And spend some time with him again. He cares for you. He cares for me. The eternal love, always loved, always will be loved. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And he loves you here and now. And the Father proved it. You know what Isaiah said, the Gospel of Isaiah? Check out this verse, Isaiah 53. It said, it pleased the father to crush his son and make the soul of his son an offering for our sins so that he may see us his seed forever and ever and ever and be with us and be with him forever and ever. That's the gospel of Isaiah. Wow. You get that from here to here today? He's thinking about us and he cares for us. He really does. And he made us a little lower than the angels. The angels have been there since creation. We're a little lower than the angels. And he's crowned us with glory and honor. We are going to share in his glory someday. With the answer of, to his prayer, Christ's prayer to his father in John chapter 17 when he says, Father, I want those that you've given to me. Did you know that you're a gift from God the Father to the Son? Jesus said that in John, throughout the Gospel of John. All the Father gives me will come to me. I'm not going to lose one of them. I'm going to raise them up at the last day. You're a gift from the Father to the Son. And then the Son gave his life to you as a gift. Of, he gave himself to you as a gift. And then he gave us the Holy Spirit. <laughs> what more can we have? Have, huh? But Jesus' prayer was this, Father, I want those that you've given to me to be with me, behold the glory you gave to me before the creation of the world. And we're going to enjoy that forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. Crowns of glory and honor. We're the height of God's creation. May not be well with your body, your health or wealth, but it's well with your soul this morning. So as we come to Psalm chapter 8, how does it end? 
Oh, Lord, Yahweh, the eternal being one, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. I don't know about you, but many times I just end my messages with amen and amen. It is so. It is so. Can we say hallelujah? Praise to Yahweh, the eternal being one that has an eternal love for us today. Amen. And amen. You got it? Has it gone through to here? Father in heaven, we just praise you and thank you for your name. Jesus, thank you for your name. Thank you for your glory, Lord Jesus. We want to share in that glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've taken your word this morning and you have just put it into our hearts and our lives and our minds. We're so grateful that you're thinking about us, you're praying for us. Oh, thank you, Lord. We really just try, trying to understand all this, Lord. It's beyond our comprehension. But by faith, with the gift of faith, you've given us faith to believe it. And Lord, if there's people out here that are really struggling with love and they can't forgive themselves, even though they know they're forgiven, they can't forgive themselves, and they're struggling with love, to be loved and feel loved, Lord Jesus Christ, please come into their heart and their minds this day. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.